64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Hello, and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor S.F. Walker, and I am here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. Today we look at Animal Farm by George Orwell. In this video we look at the most famous by far of all 20th century political allegories, Animal Farm, an account of a group of barnyard animals who revolt against their vicious human master only to submit to a tyranny erected by their own kind. We look at a vision that, in its bitter wisdom, gives us the clearest understanding we possess of the possible consequences of our social and political acts. Stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I have been used that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need, is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management. Now, comrades, what is the nature of this life of ours? Let us face it, our lives are miserable, laborious, and short. We are born, we're given just so much food as will keep the breath in our bodies, and those of us who are capable of it are forced to work to the last atom of our strength. And the very instant that our usefulness has come to an end, we are slaughtered with hideous cruelty. No animal in England knows the meaning of happiness or leisure after he is a year old. No animal in England is free. The life of an animal is misery and slavery. That is the plain truth. Remove man from the scene and the root cause of hunger and overwork is abolished forever. Man is the only creature that consumes without producing. He does not give milk. He does not lay eggs. He's too weak to pull the plow. He cannot run fast enough to catch rabbits. Yet he is lord of all the animals. He sets them to work. He gives back to them the bare minimum that will prevent them from starving, and the rest he keeps for himself. Never listen when they tell you that man and the animals have a common interest, that the prosperity of the one is the prosperity of the others. It is all a lie. Man serves the interest of no creature except himself. And among us animals, let there be perfect unity perfect camaraderie in this struggle. All men are enemies, all animals are comrades. And remember 
also that in fighting against man we must not come to resemble him even when you have conquered him do not adopt his vices no animal must ever live in a house or sleep in a bed or wear clothes or drink alcohol or smoke tobacco or touch money or engage in trade all the habits of men are evil and above all no animal must ever tyrannize over his own kind, weak or strong, clever or simpler. We're all brothers. No animal must ever kill any other animal. All animals are equal. Old Major's teachings were organized into a complete system of thought, to which they gave the name of animalism. Several nights a week, after Mr. Jones was asleep, they held secret meetings in the barn and expounded the principles of animalism to the others. The animals had assumed, as a matter of course, that what they produce now, free of a ruling man, they would be sharing out equally. One day, however, the order went forth that all the windfalls were to be collected and brought to the harness room for the use of the pigs. At this some of the other animals murmured, but it was no use. The pigs were after all now running the show. That Mr. Jones was chased away. Our sole object in taking these things is to preserve our health milk and apples, this has been proved by science, comrades, contain substances absolutely necessary to the well-being of a pig. We pigs are brain workers. The whole management and organization of this farm depends on us. Day and night we are watching over your welfare. It is for your sake that we do drink that milk and eat those apples. Do you know what would happen? If we pigs failed in our duty, Jones would come back. Yes, Jones would come back. Surely, comrades, cried Squealer, almost pleadingly skipping from side to side and whisking his tail. Surely, there's no one among you who wants to see Jones come back. Now, if there was one thing that the animals were completely certain of, it was that they did not want Jones back. When it was put to them in this light, they had no more to say. The importance of keeping the kid, pigs in good health was all too obvious. Rumors of a wonderful farm where the human beings had been turned out and the animals managed their own affairs continued to circulate in wake and in disordered forms. And throughout the year, a wave of rebelliousness ran throughout the countryside. It has come to be accepted that the pigs who were manifestly cleverer than the other animals, should decide all questions of foreign policy. Though their decisions had to be verified by a majority vote. This arrangement would have worked well enough if it hadn't been for the disputes between the Snowball and Napoleon, their new pig leaders. Each had his own following, and there were some violent debates and the meetings. Snowball often won over the majority by his brilliant speeches, but Napoleon was better at canvassing support for him in between times. The animals listened first to Napoleon, 
than to snowball and could not make up their minds which was right. Indeed, they always found themselves in agreement with the one who was speaking at the moment. <sighs> he would be only too happy to make you let you make your decisions for yourselves, but sometimes you might make a wrong decision, comrades. And then where should we be? Towards the end of January, it became obvious that it would be necessary to procure some more grains from somewhere. In these days, Napoleon rarely appeared in public, but spent all his time in the farmhouse, which was guarded at each door by fierce-looking dogs. When he did emerge, it was in a ceremonial manner with an escort of six dogs who closely surrounded him and growled if anyone came too close. Frequently, he did not even appear on Sunday mornings, but issued his orders through one of the other pigs, usually Squealer. But if there were hardships to be borne, they were partly offset by the fact that life nowadays had a greater dignity than it had before. There were more songs, more speeches, more processions. Napoleon had commanded that once a week there should be held something called a spontaneous demonstration, the object of which was to celebrate the struggles and trials of Animal Farm. At the appointed time, the animals would leave their work and march round the precincts of the farm in military formation with the pigs leading, then the horses, then the cows, then the sheep, and then the poultry. The dogs flanked the procession, and at the head of all marched Napoleon's black cockerel. Boxer and clover always carried between them a green banner marked with the hoof and a horn and the caption, Long live Comrade Napoleon. Afterwards, there were recitations of poems composed in Napoleon's honor and a speech by Squealer giving the particulars of the latest increases in the production of foodstuffs. And on occasion, a shot was fired from a gun. The sheep were the greatest devotees of the spontaneous demonstration. And if anyone complained, as few animals sometimes did, with no pigs or dogs were near, that they wasted time and meant a lot of standing about in the cold, the sheep were short to silence him with a tremendous bleating of four legs good, two legs bad. But by and large, the animals enjoyed these celebrations. They found it comforting to be reminded that, after all, they were truly their own masters, and that the work they did was for their own benefit. So that with the songs, the processions, squealers, list of figures, the thunder of the gun, the crowning of the cockerel and the fluttering of the flag, they were able to forget that their bellies were empty, at least part of the time. In April, Animal Farm was proclaimed a republic, and it became necessary to elect the president. There was only one candidate, Napoleon, who was elected unanimously. An uproar of voices was coming from the farmhouse. 
They rushed back and looked through the window again. Yes, a violent quarrel was in progress. There were shoutings, bangings on the table, sharp, suspicious glances, furious denials. The source of the trouble appeared to be that Napoleon, their pig leader, and Mr. Pinkleton, a local farmer owner, had each played an ace of spades simultaneously. Twelve voices were shouting in anger, and they were all alike. No question now what had happened to the faces of the pigs. The creatures outside looked from pigs to man, and from man to pig, and from pig to man again, but already it was impossible to say which was which. And there you have it. Animal Farm by none other than George Orwell. Please do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Leave a comment and do share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. So you buy it and you read and you never stop learning, especially learning about yourself and nature. So. Gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out which human need, innate human need, is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management even further, do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.